Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Reconstructing Truth. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb, and uh, we're grateful to, uh, to kick off the new year with you guys um, today. And uh, as we do, what we want to do is just kind of um, have a year in review um, over some of the uh, different uh, movies and things that were released in, into culture, uh, give you an opportunity to, to build a watch list, you know, deviate from... Um, all your evil secular crap you've been. <laughs> I enjoy that stuff too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. We talked about it. I did show my family uh, that cl- that Christmas classic, uh, Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. And they, how'd that they go? Enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. See, I just, I mean, I think everybody needs to get on board with uh, Die Hard to Christmas. It is. I agree. Yeah, they all take place during Christmas. And Every joke is about Christmas. The music is Christmas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everything. I'm, I'm on board with you there. Yeah, good deal. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, they are now too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, another thing you forget about Die Hard is how much, uh, like, one-liners and stuff that have become, and this is why it's such an important movie, and this is why it's a good, I mean, like an important, you know it's an important movie because so many of the, there's so many one-liners in there that have become part of the, the vernacular, you know, of, yeah. um, obviously none of them that I can repeat here, but, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, I was... Exactly the one I was avoiding. You just dove right in. Yeah, you know, that's what I do. Yeah, it is. Um, anyway. <laughs> but, you know, um, in all seriousness, no, um, for, for many years, um, actually my entire life, you know, before being a Christian and then um, becoming one, um, uh, Christian media uh, was, was awful. It, awful. Yes, absolutely. And I remember uh, as a non-believer growing up, like, I mean, it was a thing that, that turned me off to the faith. And it's just like you know, like what do Christians have? They're they're weird. Um, they're there's no fun. I mean, who wants to to listen to that music or um, watch that kind of garbage? Or yeah. I mean, it was horrible. And um, and then even coming into the faith at first, you know, I started uh, kind of coming to the church um, and making it a thing, a part of my life about twelve years ago. And even there in the beginning. Um, yeah, horrible, horrible crap. Uh, I was yeah. like, again, uh, and oh man, and bless people's hearts. Um, <laughs> they would, they would um, be like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta check this out. And you know, I got, I got hoodwinked a couple times, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll sit down and watch that. And man, it was a horrible. Like, yeah. I mean, I lost respect for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is absolutely like, why did you do that to me and my family? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a bad person. I know. Is this, a, is this a prank? It's like you're getting Rick rolled before Rick rolling was a uh, thing. Like, yeah, uh, it just the corniest stuff. There was oh, yeah. one, um, and probably somebody's listening that that encouraged me to watch this. I don't know. Um, but it was a uh, it was called Fireproof. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I don't, but I've, yeah, I yeah, was, it's just corny. Well, it's it was just, a huge thing uh, back when, yeah, when uh, we were. Young Marrieds was everybody's like, oh, you gotta watch Fireproof, and then you know, like, do the Fireproof Journal. I mean, it was like yeah. a Bible study and the whole thing. I never watched. Yeah, that's what it was. People like trying to get me to do all of that. Yeah, I watched part of the movie. Yeah. All right. To be honest, I watched a preview of the movie, <laughs> and then decided that I'm not gonna watch that. Yeah. I may have gotten on YouTube and watched some clips, yeah. but it's like, no, no, no. Well, if, you know, if my marriage needs this to survive, maybe it just shouldn't survive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, and this is why we we 
part of what I, you know, we wanted to do on this podcast was talk every, you know, almost every episode we can talk somewhat about culture is because because Christians have lost, have been losing culture. And we've been losing culture because part of it is we have no appeal to the culture because the stuff we make is crap. It's been crap. Gave it up. Yeah. I mean, somebody like, um, you know, myself that has grown up in the church and, you know, I wish we would have, you know, now it's dotting on me while we're doing the podcast. I wish we would have thought about this beforehand, but, um. We could have, we sh- we should have like got on YouTube and pulled up examples of old <laughs> stuff and played it. Um, but you know, we went from being just non-existent yeah. in the culture when I was a kid, as far as like making anything. And now, I mean, we would make stuff for ourselves. Yeah, and even that was that was really bad because it's you know, there's no money in it, no. obviously, and so there's no budget. And then so it was just you know, somebody with a, a VHS tape, you know, making awful videos for. Uh, you know, Bible schools or yeah. whatever to, you know, yeah, now we're going to start making, you know, some sort of movies or whatever. And, uh, well, we, you know, we wait, we waited into it with like the left behind series and, and oh, that stuff yeah. was, yeah. And the, the fireproofs. And then, you know, like the most successful thing, uh, was, uh, veggie tales. Yeah. You know, once computer animation became a thing and, and, you know, that was all right. They did, for, they did good. Yeah, they did good for, did good. for a kid's show and stuff, but there was just nothing for adults, right? Yeah. They did so good, they completely sold out to secular yeah. um, and secularism, and yeah. uh, VeggieTales is now crap. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, then, but fast forward, you know, let's see, it was fireproof, and then the next leap forward was that, uh, that church out of Georgia that made um, oh, the football movie. I can't think of the guy. Uh, what was it called? It's not the blind side, obviously. But it's oh, facing the giants. Oh, facing the giants. That was it, and that was like a big one. And and this is how bad we were. Like you watch facing the giants, you're like, wow, that was really good. You know, that's like when you get that really bad kid on your you know sports team, <laughs> and he's like just sucked awful. <laughs> and then you know, you go through an off season, and he comes back, and like now he's making twenty percent of his shots or whatever. You're like, way to go, Johnny. You're doing so much better. Yeah. That's what Facing the Giants was. I've never it was seen like, it. Oh, it, it, it was a step forward. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I mean, but it was poorly acted because, like, the guy the guy that headed up that, he made a number of movies. I can't think of what his name is. Um, but he, you know, most of the people that were in his movies came from his church. So they're all, they're all amateur actors, you know, and he's an amateur kind of director. But it looked like an actual movie that somebody would, you know, yeah, it didn't Hollywood look, would make. So, didn't look like it was uh, recorded off mom's camcorder. Right. And so, you know, we're like, okay, we're seeing some effort made. That's good. And, you know, we're getting, but he, the problem with Christian movies and his movies especially was they have all the subtlety of a, a two by four to the face, you know, and it's like, that's not outside of the Christian world. I mean, it, yeah, Alex Kendrick. Yes. Alex Kendrick. Who was that? I don't know who this person did, is. Yeah. He did Facing the Giants. He did a number of other movies. Um, like, uh, but yeah, I mean, like the the movies were the equivalent of the uh, the way we used to evangelize, going door to door and saying, you know, "Hi, sir, how are you? Yeah. If you were to die today, do you know where you would go?" Yeah. I mean, do that was you, you want to go to hell? That was kind of the, you know, when I was, so. But you know, fast forward to today, and um, and this is kind of why we. So we've got courageous, yeah. flywheel facing the giants. Oh, and this is the guy. He he, he did Fireproof, apparently. Oh, did he did? He directed it, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, um, uh, this is his filmography. Yeah. Um, 
something called Life Mark. I don't know, Overcomer, like Arrows. He's got I've seen a War Room. He was in. He's yeah. in War Room, which actually War was not a bad was movie. One I heard we were supposed to watch. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not a bad movie. Janelle had me watch it. Yeah, um, I think she's know. trying to tell you something. Well, <laughs> you know, you watch Fireproof. You need to watch War Room. Just kidding. You know, as a as a, a mixed black woman, she <laughs> she there's certain movies that you know she's just like you gotta watch this and it's just like do I or is it is it something else honey <laughs> so I'm just gonna move on so uh, you know I think we, we like so we go through that guy which was a step forward but we were still missing the mark and then um, you know we look at this year or this last year, 2023, and this is why we wanted to do this episode, was that Hollywood has come off its worst year ever. Yeah. But Christian movies have actually had one of its best years ever. Yeah. Um, and um, so we watched a few, you know, we you know, I Googled a few of the, you know, top Christian movies of 2023, and I tried to watch as many as I could. When I say that, like most, most kids... I put off my homework till like the last minute. So I like, I binge watched a few movies last night. He hadn't been to bed yet. <laughs> That's right. Um, and, uh, so I, I didn't, I didn't see as many as I, as I had wanted, but, um, but we, we've got, we watched a, a good handful. So we were going to yeah. kind of go over those and, and the, the pros and cons <coughs> and, and, and help you, uh, help you weed through some of this stuff. So, yeah. So, so yeah. let's talk about the, Ready to get into it? Yeah, let's get it. There's anything else you want to say? No, I say let's start with the the top one. I think the, the biggest one, probably most people heard about this year. Yeah, Jesus Revolution. Yeah, was uh, so. If you're not familiar with that, it's a it's a true story of uh, is it uh, Greg Greg Glory? I was thinking Greg Glory. Greg Glory's coming up yeah. in church, and uh, it was Calvary. Calvary. Yeah, Calvary. What are you drinking over there? Yeah. <laughs> Calvary, uh, was it Baptist? Was it Baptist? Know. I don't know, but the Calvary Church there in California. I forget the name of his pastor, but just kind of how they they came up and they Fraser Fraser yeah, Crane, yeah, yeah. Um, and they reached those dirty hippies. <laughs> yes, so. right. Yeah, if you can reach those dirty hippies, you can reach anybody, and that's. But you know, um, so my first take on the movie, I, it was well done, and I think this oh, is yeah. this is why it stood out above all the others as far as like having any sort of mass appeal like it did well in the theaters was that it looked like a de- it was a well done movie it was yeah. well acted well directed um there wasn't like major plot holes no it, the story made sense yeah um so and that's like if you can check all the all those boxes in a christian movie you're way ahead of the pack <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because for some reason, and you know, I think they is, shot it with the same camera they shoot real movies. Yeah, with. yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I I absolutely love, I absolutely love movies, and my family um, will tell you they hate to go watch a movie with me because I, I will just pick it apart, you know. And it's like, uh, and I and I, I, I'm unapologetic about that because for some reason we and and, and this is just a indicator of our culture. Uh, broadly is that the quality of movies has gone down because um you know like superhero movies and stuff which i i loved the original avengers i mean i I saw all of them in theaters once they culminated it's it was dead yeah uh some of them i saw multiple times um so i'm not anti you know superhero movie but there is a, a, a level of having to check your brain at the door when you go see those movies yeah um which is fine because inside that universe that 
as long as that makes sense, then it's okay. You know, like if this is the world we live in, is that there's superheroes that exist and this is, you know, they, they have these powers or whatever, then, then that's fine. But for whatever reason, we've apl- applied that to all movies. Yeah. And like, you can't do that, you know. Like Fast 10. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. Well, my kids have watched all of them, so we watched uh, we watched it, and uh, it it breaks all the laws of physics, and they don't live oh, yeah. in the Marvel right. universe yeah, yeah. or the DC universe. Yeah, exactly. And, um, that was I just in the movies are terrible, anyways. Yeah. I enjoyed the first one. What thirty years ago when yeah. it came out, um, and then it was just kind of like, all right, we're gonna do this again, and now it's just like. Man, they're just beating that dead horse until you know. I think there's another quarter in there. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess in all fairness, I mean, like I said, my kids watched it, and I, um, it was something. It was horrible, horrible, yeah. crap, yeah. awful movie. Everything about it was awful. It was you know completely left leaning in different parts and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. but yeah, they, they they just do that with everything, right? Now. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. You know, there's there's so like there's different levels of that. So you know. Right, there's there's a movie that takes itself seriously, which I assume the Fast franchise takes itself somewhat seriously. Yeah. It's supposed to be. But then, like, you know, I can sit and watch The Meg, yeah. right, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. I refuse but, to watch the second one. Oh, I probably, my, my son loves The Meg, and so I, we probably will watch it. But <laughs> but the thing is, is that that movie knows, you know, it's like, I love Sharknado. Yeah. Like, I love Sharknado. Because, You're one of those. Oh, I do. No. Because it knows what it is. Yeah. And it's not, there's no pretense <laughs> about how stupid no. it is. And that, and I love it because it's it's incredibly entertaining. But my problem is when it's, you know, like a fast movie. This is the guy that doesn't like Will Ferrell movies. He oh, likes yeah. Sharknado. So, but yeah. not Will Ferrell. That's but there's, okay. a, there's a difference. It's, it's nuanced. Anyway, um, uh, the but there's the, the movies that take themselves, you know, like present themselves as, you know, you're supposed to just buy into all this stuff. Like, yeah. Like, so the fast movies. I haven't watched them because I've seen the previews. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I'm that is anything. beyond ridiculous. Yes. I have no desire to see that. And so, um, yeah, so... I was like, where did this point start? But yeah, so, you know, somebody, I, I love movies. And like I said that, you know, my, my family hate, like, as soon as we finish watching movies, like, okay, what was wrong with it? And I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to apologize for <laughs> noticing bad quality. And so we've seen the quality of movies go down. But at the same time, like, so we're seeing the, the quality of, like I said, Christian movies kind of go yeah. up. And so to see a movie, like I said, Jesus Revolution, where we started this rant, um, have all those things yeah. where you watch it from beginning to end and be like, there's nothing wrong with this. There was no major, there's other movies on this list that fall under that other camp of, you know, serious issues where you're just like, oh, why do we, you know, how do you people not notice this stuff? Yeah. So, so kudos to Jesus revolution. I said, you know, this is step one into getting mainstream acceptance with any sort of Christian movie is to make, is to be, uh, uh, competent in yeah. movie making, in movie making, and Jesus Revolution was did that. Yeah, well, and uh, man, it's one I said this off air. It's one of the few movies where I've personally talked to people that um, they came to know man Christ through through that movie. It was something that opened their eyes to it, and um, which is a great thing. Um, that was part of the intent, and that's great. You know, if, you, if that's part of what you're endeavoring to do, and that's part of your agenda up front, that's fine. But more importantly, the guy that that did it, Greg. Um, Lori um, is somebody who he likes movies he likes Hollywood and above all else when he was talking about it he he knows the importance of it being 
culturally relevant in looking nice and in, in being a good story like that was yeah. that was primary in it and so as you as you watch it you know for for people in the faith it was a great encouragement um it stirred me up personally and, and just uh how you know intentional i want to be about reaching people i know that there's several people in the faith they were stirred up the same type of way it was just a good story my children enjoyed it you know they didn't feel like ah oh, dad's dragging us to this um awful movie <laughs> you yeah. know or something like that um but it was just it was just well done it was the quality was good and, and it accomplished something and and i would say this not all of faith movies need to accomplish something like that it's okay that they don't it can just be wholesome yeah. um but you know if you are going to do that you have to do it in a good way um not like some of this other stuff where it's just like just stop just stop you yeah know? well you know and i think you made a good point um that it did real, real well was one it reinforces for uh churches and pastors to be accepting and well and to christians also yeah. because the one the one kind of jerk in the movie is the guy who's not accepting of the the hippies yeah um, but it reinforces that message to be open and accepting for people who don't look or think or talk like you do. Yeah. And that's good. And for us that, you know, we minister with, you know, the largest, one of the largest recovery ministries in Oklahoma, we, you know, we're used to that, yeah. you know, as far as having people come in that aren't churched. And so that's a good message. And then too, the other thing about this that I thought was really good was that it's an overtly Christian movie. That's not again, like. The ones we were talking about earlier, like the Face of the Giants, where it's, you know, we're going to bludgeon you with it. Because this movie was just like, this is what happened. This is what happened. Yeah. This is how this guy started this movement in um, this area. And um, and it wasn't, it wasn't preachy or any of that. It was just telling the story of, um, you know, a spiritual movement. And so it gets that message across without being like, pounding just pounding people over the head which i like about it because again that's that's something that you know christian movies have a tendency to want to do is just just pound away and it's like you're going to lose people by doing that you know it's we gotta we gotta be better storytellers than what we've been in the past oh, so yeah. i thought this you know even though this one like i said was overtly christian it did a good job with that so. yeah so that was Jesus Revolution. So if you haven't seen that one, definitely see that one. Um, the next one that's obviously, as far as big money makers this year, was Sound of Freedom. Yeah. You know, and the, the interesting thing about this is that this movie, it gets it gets ranked in all the Christian lists, but this movie was not necessarily Christian. Yeah. It, there, it was one of those that I'd, I'd say, you know, it, and I hate to use the word wholesome because it's not like a wholesome content. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but it wasn't like left-leaning agenda, you no, know, and it right. was in the face of all of that. And... Um, you know, and I think, you know, that's why obviously, and I think that's why in culture, um, either you're for left agenda and anytime you're not for left agenda, then you must be, you know, Christian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the only reference, I mean, the only reference to God was the one line in the movie where he says, God's children aren't for sale. Yeah. I think that was it. And yeah. they're like, oh, it's a Christian movie. Well, you know, he did play Jesus that one time. That so. was too. It did start yeah. Jesus. So that does make it Christian. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you're not familiar with this movie, um, I don't know what, where you've been. Because yeah. it not only did um, I mean, we could get into the whole the outside the political side of this movie, which is crazy, um, but uh, so so not only did the movie make a lot of news because of the money it was making on um, being kind of an unknown uh, you know lower budget kind of thing, um, but then there was also like the backlash against it, uh, which was weird to, yeah. to watch. Kind of theaters the, refused to play it. Some theaters refuse to play it. Um, you watch a lot of legacy media, like try to trash 
yeah. somebody saving children from sex trafficking. And that's I'm the thing like, to think that, about that too. That puts you on the wrong side of an argument. Well, and it, it wasn't a it wasn't a fabricated story. Yeah, and so to um, you know act like I mean, and that was some of the stuff coming out is like uh, that's that's ridiculous. That's preposterous. Yeah. No, it's actually a legitimate yeah. story. Yeah, at the <laughs> end of the movie, they show video of the actual, <laughs> like, the you know, yeah. the movie culminates in kind of this big bust, and they show video from, like, the actual people, and it's like, there it is. Yeah. This, this is a thing that happened. Like, why Yeah, the you? two kids that he's endeavoring to save were real children yeah. that were really in that situation. Yeah. And, you know, and so obviously there's dramatization uh, with anything, anytime a movie's made, right. but... Um, yeah, to, to come at it so hard, um, and against it was strange, yeah. um, because it's, it's a real issue. Yeah. And, um, and so, I mean, so here we have a, a, a movie that, again, that's, that's made, it's facing, um, a real moral issue in, in our country, um, or really globally, um, that this thing that, that, that is taking place and, and they did a good job addressing it. Um, I think it's a plus, um, you know, being somebody who is, um, all for, um, ah, what's the word? Uh, I can't think of it. Anyways, when we make money, um, uh, the profit. type of economy. Um, oh, capitalism. Yeah, thank you. Like, yeah. My brain is dead. I'm all for <laughs> capitalism. Um, so anytime a, a movie like has a agenda that that's good and wholesome, and, and they do a good job at it, and they make money, that's a plus to me. Yeah. You know, so I think it was one of the top. I think it was top ten grossing movie. Of the year, really? I think it was in the top ten. Yeah, I think I because I think I just heard or saw something where they said "Sound of Freedom" beat out Taylor Swift, her concert movie or whatever. Oh, cool. Although, I mean, "Sound of Freedom" came out in July, and Taylor yeah. Swift's movie came out in like the end of November. Yeah. So. Hey. <laughs> but hey, we'll, we'll take. We'll take yeah, I was gonna say I'll, I'll take that W for sure. <laughs> so, if you're not familiar with "Sound of Freedom," it's about it's a true story or based on a true story about a guy. Um, can't think of his name. Doesn't matter. Watch the movie, you'll figure it out. Um, anyway, he uh, works for Homeland Defense, or I think yeah. Yeah, he, some government agency where they're busting um, pedophiles. And anyway, he wants to try to actually, you know, there, he's he's been working uh, in this department busting pedophiles for a, a number of years, but he's not actually doing anything to kind of free the kids. And yeah. So he tries to. Um, kind of gets a lead on a kid, but he's not allowed to pursue it, and so he breaks free from uh, this the whatever government agency he's working for, for and starts to do it independently. And then, you know, he does this in this movie. This is kind of the start of it, but then he spends he spent a number of years afterwards. You know, he yeah. creates a nonprofit that helps to free these kids, and so again, you know, you hear that story and you think, why why would you, you know legacy media why would you not yeah why, why is this a bad thing you know because well it's and this is the, you know and this you know this is we're we're gone culturally and politically and socially when you would rail against somebody because they're politically different than you when they're trying you know even if they're telling a story about like freeing kids from sexual abuse and trafficking like yeah. The, the the politics of it is more important to you than the moral side of it. Yeah. Um, so again, with this movie, I think it does it does well. Uh, it's it's a well made movie, well acted. The story makes sense. Yeah. You know? Check all the main boxes again, which is good. 
But I think what's interesting about this one um, is that uh, as far as what we would, again, quote unquote Christian movie, even though it's not really a Christian movie, um, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. Like you don't want to, you don't want to take your kids to this movie. <laughs> it's not family friendly. I mean, it's not like, you know, there's like a lot of sex and stuff, but I mean, just like this, the subject matter and the way they present it. I mean, they're not, they're not hiding it. They're not yeah. sugarcoating it. Um, and it's, it's a movie that actually confronts evil, you know, and that's something we don't see in, uh, the Christian space very often. No. So, it's um, good. Anything else? No. Yeah. No. No. I mean, it's it's a good movie. So, definitely see it. Don't uh, don't take your kids to that <laughs> one because um, it's tough. So, uh, in the same vein, one of the next movies, which um, which I thought was interesting, is that when I did when I did search for like top ten movies of twenty twenty three, this one did not make the list of a lot of them. And I think that part of it was because of the way it was marketed. But this movie is called Nefarious. Yeah. And. Um, well, it's rated R. Yeah, it's rated R, which is so, um, which was a total, total move by the the movie industry to to, <laughs> to kill this movie. Yeah. So, um, this movie, uh, because yeah, and I say that because if you watch it, like, there's no reason for it. No, uh, I watched. There, there's no cussing at all in the movie. Yeah. And the only reason it's got rated R was because of the last scene. Um, which I won't, I won't spoil for you, <laughs> but you know, I was thinking about it and, uh, it's on par with the, um, Oh, Avengers is it in game when, um, you think about when Thanos chokes Loki to oh, yeah. death and I'm like that, that movie is PG 13. It has that scene in it. Yeah. Plus all sorts of other violence and then, you know, other language. And that movie's PG thirteen. This movie has no no language. A little bit of violence at the very end. Yeah. And it's rated R. Yep. And it's it was totally uh, to try to it's unbiased. They're just unbiased. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so this movie is about um now this is a different type of movie, I will tell you this. So if you know Action scenes and explosions are your, your jam. <laughs> this movie is, you're going to struggle with this one because this movie is two guys in a room for 98% of the movie. Yeah, but it was so good. It was. And so this one confronts, this one is another one that um, I think we need more of because this movie confronts evil. Yeah. And now this one, so what it is, this movie is about a, uh, um, it's a prisoner. He's in, uh, he's in prison, obviously. He is on uh, supposed to go to uh, has been convicted and to death, and he is supposed to be evaluated by psychologists to determine if he is uh, sane enough for the execution to work out. You know, all the, that that part of things aside, like that's not how it works. But um, and so it's a back. But what what it is is this guy has been uh, possessed. Right. He's been possessed by a demon and he is um, this psychologist is an atheist. And so he's trying to determine, is this guy actually possessed, yeah. which he doesn't believe in. So he struggles with that part of things. Or is he you know, mentally incompetent? And so it gets into um, uh, how possession happens, which is really interesting. You know, and they did interviews with uh, the Catholic priests who are exorcists. And, you know, regardless how you feel on that kind of stuff, like the ones that they have done interviews with, they said this is like as far as accuracy as, as how it looks and what it 
you know, their encounters and their experiences is that it's very, very accurate. Yeah. And, and so, uh, it's, uh, it's got Sean Patrick Flannery. who was in, um, the boondock saints. I believe so. Um, he, he does a phenomenal job in this movie. I think his acting was, he would have been up for an award if it wasn't a Christian movie. I think <laughs> he does, he does a great job. It's, uh, portraying the, the, the prisoner and, and going back and forth between the two, the two characters, right? His normal, his normal self and then the kind of the demon self. And anyway, they kind of get into, um, there's a lot of really good theological discussions in it, but, um, but yeah, they, you know, they, they, they did shoot themselves in the foot. I think it was this movie cause they, they marketed it as a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. Yeah. It's a suspense I would say at the best the suspense, but, um, and that, that drove a lot of people away from the theaters. Cause like, well, we go, you know, Christians, we like, we don't want to go see a horror movie. Yeah. Plus it was rated R. And yeah. And I think they really did on that, but I mean, it was well done. Like you said, it, it confronted evil. Um, I don't think you said this, but for those who um, may not know, it's based off the screw tape letters, um, by CS Lewis. And, and that's kind of the, um, the narrative there. And it, it does do a great job, you know, um, you know, of, of portraying what uh, possession looks like and, and how it, you know, begins um, through obsession and oppression and, and things and, you know, and the permissions that we give for evil to move. You know, this is one that confronts um, abortions directly. Um, it uh, does such a good job of, um, again, looking at these things very specifically. The language they use too is just amazing because they never outright say Jesus, which is, um, some might be like, oh, that's a bad thing. No, it's great because uh, they refer to him as the carpenter throughout, which I thought was brilliant because um, for many who uh, may be watching it, not knowing what it is, you know, the name Jesus may turn them away, but the way that they portray the, the language um, was um, a way that the non-believer could be subjected to this truth um, be confronted with evil and, and immorality, um, have to confront it within themselves, um, and then reconcile the Jesus part later, um, which was just brilliant. And you know, I want to applaud him for that. Uh, but it was it was a great movie. Um, it was one uh, we as a family we will watch more suspenseful. I don't want to say outright horror movies, but um, we um, with me and my older kids we um, we will watch stuff that that leans that way. Um, as far as uh, secular world goes um, to a degree. And so this was one that we enjoy those suspenseful thrillers and, and it, it fit that category and scratched that itch um, for us as a family in that. But uh, again, it, it confronted um, the horrors of evil in our world in a brilliant way. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely can take, um, it, it is a good movie for yeah. older, like, you know, teens yeah. uh, for sure as far as, um, you know, the stuff, like I said, at the end, there's a, you know, at the end is the only part that, you know, there's violence. It's kind of a tougher, tougher thing to watch uh, for some people. Um, I'm sure it didn't bother you. It didn't bother me either. I was just like, well, I didn't know they were going to show all that. But, um, um, but yeah, like as far as like older, t like your older kids definitely watch with them because uh, it, it can, it can um, stir some good conversation for yep. sure. Um, which this movie has, like I mean, we were talking before off, offhand, the, the guy that um, kind of authored the book this was based off of, uh, he authored it based off the, the screw tape letters, um, but he shares a lot of, uh, he has a podcast and he shares a lot of um, feedback that he's gotten about it 
causing a lot of conversations, a lot of positive conversations, people yeah. coming to kind of, kind of becoming more aware of evil is a real thing, you know? And I think that is something we, as the American church, we, we steer away from. Yeah. And I think, um, culturally as we see what's going on today we need to get more serious about actually talking about that that that's yeah. really a thing that we need to deal with and we need to be uh, honest about that it's not just sunshine and rainbows and that there's an actual enemy out there that is that is you know prowling around like a lion the yeah. bible says that so um we we need to get we need to get honest about that kind of stuff so i think this is good it's good to see christian christian media wade into this territory yeah. i think so yeah um the next one uh we want to talk about is um and caleb he failed he hadn't watched this but yeah. um it's it's the blind <laughs> um, and so it, it's a newer one that's come out um it follows um yeah the story of, of phil uh robinson um which i'm sure many of you know is um you know the duck dynasty um patriarch um you know duck commander and, and i'll be honest i i never i've never seen a single episode of Duck dynasty um wasn't really my thing i don't do reality tv um but i have um but it's so real yeah I have followed aspects of this family um, just because of the fact that I appreciate who they are. Um, they are people who um, are, are believers, um, and, and they have been for a long time. And as they became wealthy, they positioned themselves into fame, and they have endeavored to, to leverage that fame and that influence to lead people to Christ, um, probably at the expense of some of their fame. <laughs> I mean, uh, because it's not the popular thing to do. They've talked about how even A&E, um, when they were carrying their show, um, was uncomfortable with the level of um, spirituality, for lack of a better term, that they would portray on the shows, the prayer and everything, and uh, said actually some of it would get cut out <laughs> because they would push the envelope so far. Um, but this movie um, follows um, the the early story of, of who they are, um, in particular, um, um, you know, Phil and how he um, battled um, as, uh, as a young man in addiction, um, lost his family, um, how he came to faith um, and, and all of that. It does not focus on the later years, you know, wealth or fame or anything like that. It, but it's a story of, of coming to Jesus. It's, it's very well done um, as far as production quality goes. They did a, a phenomenal job um, of, of just making a good movie. Um, it's unapologetically Christian. And at the end of it, um, he comes on currently um, and, you know, the real him and makes a plea and um, basically says, like, um, this is the face of evil. Um, this, this, I, you know, basically I was an evil, wretched man until coming to know Christ and, and makes a plea for the gospel at the end. So it's unapologetically that, um, again, because that's, that's just what they do. <laughs> so uh, I thought it was great. Um, and, again, as far as um, – our our modern movies go um i mean it's just it's a great quality movie and it it's one that um because they're redneck hunters for our part of the world um they're they're appealing and and they know that and they know that that people will watch because of that even um even as they present their message for jesus so yeah. it's good good movie all right, the, the next one. So Aaron Feld, since he's calling him out, I'm going to call him out on this one. Uh, yeah, there's several of very Yeah, I was going to say, he's, you shouldn't have started with that, buddy, because <laughs> I've seen more than you have. Um, so I watched this one. It's called On a Wing and a Prayer. And 
if there's a one on the list to not watch, this is it. <laughs> this so, is the pilot one, right? Yes. Yeah. See, I, that one looks like garbage. Well, you know, the thing is, um, so it's got Dennis Quaid, which yeah. is like, apparently that's what he's going to do now is he's going to star in all these Christian movies, which yeah. is good, good for you. But, yeah. you know, you, you know, you're kind of like falling out of favor if this is what. But, you know, the surprising one in this one is that his wife is Heather Graham which I don't even know if you know that actress, but the last notable thing she's done was uh, Boogie Nights, and she was in one of the Austin Power movies. <laughs> and so I like, as soon as I saw she was in this, I was like, has Heather Graham converted to Christianity? You know, I was like, when, when did this happen? Yeah. Because outside of those two movies, I don't, I don't, I don't remember anything else that she, she has done. Um, and so, uh, so, yeah, so this is another true story, based on a true story where... Um, <coughs> Uh, Dennis Quaid is a, uh, I can't remember what he does. He's just some, some guy, but he's taken like a, a flight lesson or two and he's really bad. They established at the movie that, or at the beginning of the movie that he is, um, <laughs> he is not good. He can't, you know, he struggles because they got to create the tension there yeah. um, for later on. Anyway, he, um, he goes to, uh, he he kind of has a lot of he has some tragedy. I won't give it away in case you do want to watch it. Um, I mean, more power to you. <laughs> he he has some tragedy that makes him have to travel. Anyway, he's traveling, and and his he's also having some his, like his daughters. There's some some tension with his daughters and all this stuff. And anyway, so they're coming back and um, from their their trip and and. Can't remember the the premise on why they they kind of get a private plane. Um, this guy does well for himself, so uh, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, their their pilot has a heart attack and dies, like in the air. That <laughs> is unfortunate. Yeah, that is that is the, not the time to do that. Yeah, um, that the pilot was so inconsiderate. You know, um, he couldn't wait till they were on the ground. But um, so anyway, so then obviously Dennis Quaid is now. Somebody has to land the plane, and it's him. And um, and that's all I'll I'll tell you. As Is this far based as, off of anything? Yeah, it's okay. it's, it's a true story. Um, they they show the guys at the end the actual the actual. Uh, I guess not the pilot. Not the pilot. No, they didn't show him. Um, I think they show his grave, maybe. But they did talk about that's him. Insensitive. After that. Yeah. You're insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so. The beginning of the movie starts off well, yeah. you know, I'll give them that. And the the director, you know, they, they try to do, they use computer, you know, uh, visual effects to try to do some, some interesting shots of the plane, outside the plane. And A for effort guy, he tried. Obviously, the quality, the money they had to spend on that was not, not at the same level as like Avengers because it was kind of hokey. Uh, but then the story just like just yeah. totally devolves, and it's like they had it, they had it, they set it up well, and that's why I'm so disappointed. And this was like his mid mid midway through, it just like oh, here we go again, you know, back to the old Christian, just poor storytelling. Yeah, you've got there's a couple kids, there's this this girl, this totally superfluous role where. Um, She's just way into planes. I can't remember when this movie took place, but so she, she's way into planes and the piloting and aviation and all the stuff. And so she, she sits at home and monitors the air traffic control networks and 
not not part of the actual story. She's not a real person. They didn't talk about her at all. And what she does is she serves as a kind of a narrator to do exposition for things that it's lazy writing is what yeah. it is. It's anytime M. Night Shyamalan does this a lot in his movies, and that's why those movies suck, is that you, when they use a character to explain what's going on versus being able to work it into the story, you know, to, to, to explain your plot devices, like, and especially at this level where it's a little girl who's totally not believable at all. And you're just like, oh, you guys just tanked it. And there's just so <laughs> many plot holes and stuff. And it's anyway. Um, and, and, you know, it, it makes a weak connection uh, as far as the Christian side of things. They're like, you know, at some point they pray, God, please don't let us die basically, you know, and that's, that's the extent of their, yeah. their faith. And so it was pretty disappointing. <laughs> I've, I'm glad I didn't spend money on it. It was it's on Amazon, so if you want to watch it, if you got, you know, Prime, you can watch yeah. it for free, which is good because you don't want to spend money on it. So yeah. But good for Heather Graham for getting out of those heathen pagan movies and into Christian ones. So I guess there's something. <laughs> so that's that one. Um so here's another oh, go ahead. You can you can do the hill. Yeah, I can do the hill. Since we're talking about Dennis Quaid anyway. Yeah, we are. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he did both of those this year. Um, he has become busy. the Nick Cage of uh, <laughs> Christian media. <laughs> He's the new Kirk Cameron. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I will say the the Hill was a good story. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was uh, it was one that was uh, the movie was uh, you know it was okay as far as the way it was done. Um, could have been better, but could have been worse. But it, it was a good story. Um, as far as that goes and so it is based off a true story um, this particular baseball player and his kind of uh, um, triumph over um, just things that he's facing he's you know born with certain deficiencies things like that and um, there's a lot of tension between him and his dad uh, Dennis Quaid who um, is a traveling preacher and kind of it's kind of weird I mean not weird stereotypical where he's like against the secularism of, of baseball he's like you know god's gifted you you know to, to do more than this and so there's kind of that tension there um I never thought of baseball as like being well, until recently being yeah. like overtly you know <laughs> secular it's like, well, just baseball so the guy like uh as the preacher i guess had issue with it more for lots of reasons i don't know but it, it was he uh, was a red sox fan yeah he just got tired of them never winning <laughs> yeah um <laughs> devil must be in this <laughs> um but uh it, it was a good movie i mean it was one um not something i would necessarily watch again but there's a lot of movies i don't necessarily want to watch again so um <laughs> but it's one that i don't think you'll be disappointed watching it's good for the family all of that and it does center on faith it's not overtly um trying to reach people for jesus but it's just um, it, that's just what the story's inundated with, you know, Dennis Quaid being a pastor and a preacher um, and their kids growing up in that type of environment and all of that and faith being a part of their story um, was very much um, at the center of everything. So it's it's at the center of the movie. So. Yeah. So it's kind of the same vein of we were talking about like American Underdog as far as like yeah. that Kurt Warner story. And yeah. Kind of yeah. the same, which... I was going to say, was Dennis Quaid in that one? Uh, I don't know. Probably. He was probably, I think he was, wasn't he? 
I don't know. Now I that looked it up. Oh yeah, I'm gonna look it up right now. American under. I know. When it, I mean, like Dennis Quaid plays. It's funny. Like he has become because he was in. You know, talking about him being the angry dad. He was the dad for the Mercy Me movie. I can only imagine he was in that one. Yeah, he, he was, was the the angry dad in that one. So he is. He is. He is an American yeah. underdog. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, hey. yeah he is the, the Nick Cage of Christian. Christian media. Quantity so. over quality. Yeah. Dennis, that's, that's a solid business strategy, <laughs> man, if you're an actor. Uh, for, how did he busy. become famous? What was it? like that? Uh, well, his first, I think his first big movie was, um, uh, it was the one with Martin Short. What was it? Uh, it was where, and it was it was a remake off of where he gets in, he gets shrunk down into a tiny, it's, oh gosh. Anyway, he gets shrunk down into this. Um, Inner space? Yes. And he gets injected into Martin Short's body, oh. and um, it's a it's a good movie. It's a pretty entertaining movie. But that's actually a make off of it's a remake off of um, I can't remember. It was another movie where they do that, and they um, interject or interject inject these. They shrink a, a little ship of people down, and and it's for like to to go like try to treat somebody medically in any way, and, and then chaos ensues and whatnot. It has Telly Savalas in it, and um, uh, I told you I like movies. Yeah, I, I'm I'm the guy I can think of all this. The, he was in this movie, and he he was in this movie. Jill will tell you that's that's all I do when we uh, watch uh, movies. Like, oh, he was in this movie, and he was in this no. movie. So, anyway, but yeah, I think that was one of his main his first main roles, and then you know he's he had a pretty he's had a pretty solid career. Yeah, he's got a a weird spread. I was just kind of looking at his filmography there, yeah. and and uh, it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good though. Um, so the next one we got is I watched this one last night. Like I said, I was cramming my for my homework, uh, but I came across this one and it's called His Only Son. And um, this is a story about Abraham um, talking about uh, him having to sacrifice Isaac and kind of showing a depiction of that. Uh, I was surprised by this. I was like, well, one I pull it up and it's like almost two hours long, and I'm like. How are they going to drag this out for two hours? And they do drag it out more than it should be. Like, <laughs> it is it is slow. There's a lot of scenes of him walking. Now, this in this movie is like, um, I was reading about it after the fact, and apparently the guy, uh, I guess when it was shown in theaters, I guess there was like a, preview, a, a, a little prelude where the director comes on and talks about how low budget it was. And so, you know, kind of to give him some grace. And that becomes very evident in the first, the very first scene when you see Abraham, they're showing Abraham as an older man. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, are they serious? Because this wig that they use is, is awful. <laughs> I mean, that was, it was hard for me to not fixate on like, because the, the movie goes, you know, Abraham with Isaac. So Abraham's very old. He's what, 100, he would be about 110-ish or so at this, this point in his life when he's going to sacrifice Isaac. And then it does flashbacks when he's younger. And so, you know, they're they're pulling the wig on and off. And so it's hard not to, like, stare at that and be like, what? <laughs> and then, like, uh, the costumes. And so this is one of those things where, again, like so my family will tell you, I just pick movies apart. Like, in the, in the first five minutes, they cut to a shot of um, somebody's hand. And you can see the cut, the, the sleeve of their their costume and it's 
very obviously like stitched with the, yeah uh, from a sewing machine i'm like i'm pretty sure they weren't <laughs> cutting those stitches that close you know like in, in a uniform know. line yeah it was like a perfectly hemmed sleeve and i'm just like you probably should just left that ragged you know i mean if you're gonna try to make this look like time that's the stuff i noticed so yeah. that's why it drives my family crazy outside of that stuff though i thought it was really good as far as like now again if, if explosions and monsters are your, are your jam <coughs> this is going to be a movie because there's some, a lot of theological discussions in it and so um the director does a really good job the guy who directed it like wrote it produced it i think he did the costumes like trying to save money i think this is one of his first movies but he does a really good job of trying to to parallel the story of abraham and isaac to to jesus yeah. as far as like talking about the sacrifice of the son to um and talking about faith and um and it's so funny I, I like to get on IMDb and read the reviews yeah. and, it's, and it's like, we're such a soft headed culture. Like people were like, yeah, there's these low reviews and like, Oh, it's so depressed. Everybody was unhappy and it was so sad. And I'm like, the movie is about a father <laughs> who's been waiting and you know been told by God, <laughs> he's going to be the father of many nations and that's going to come through, you know, his seed. And he's waiting and waiting and waiting for a son not and it's not happening yeah he finally gets a son and then god tells him to sacrifice him and the movie is like him over you know the two three day you know two day period walking to where god told him to go, uh was it mariah told him to go to mariah i think i'm saying it right uh to sacrifice isaac what do you want me to do like skip through the wilderness like here we go to <laughs> kill my my only son like of course he's going to be sad and I, and I I thought that was really good because you know you read the bible and you just read that and, you know and that that's just a few verses yeah. you know and, and so you don't get the emotion and they do a really good job of showing um Sarah and they were complained about her well she's so un, you know unhappy and well yeah because she's a woman that's you know her job at this time was like having children isn't very important to her it's yeah. not not the modern day where feminism is telling women that you don't you shouldn't have you know if you're wanting to have kids you're wrong like as yeah. a woman this is very important to them and here she can't pr produce a child to the point that she um you know suggests that he sleeps with hagar uh and um so yeah she's unhappy and yes abraham's unhappy and i think that they do a really good job of showing kind of the 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 conflict between the two and then internally as far as like having to go through this and having this being such a test of faith um and so there is uh and, and it does take artistic license obviously because they they show them having interactions along their path um but that but through those interactions is is how this director pulls out kind of these parallels again to kind of the gospel story and so yeah, you're not going to get it if you're not familiar with, like, if you haven't read your Bible, some of this yeah. stuff's going to go over your head. Because there's a lot of lot of things where they're throwing in verses, like um, things that Jesus said through other characters. And <coughs> so if you're not familiar with, like I said, if you're not familiar with your, with your Bible, then you're not going to catch that. Yeah. And I think, like I said, as I'm reading these reviews, I'm like, don't read your Bible, do you? You know, because... <laughs> But uh, like, if you do, if you are familiar with that, like, like I said, he does, he does a really good job at this, and I, 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 I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. It's on Amazon. Um, 
I'm trying to think, was there something else about that that I was going to, but no, it's really good. You should watch it uh, for sure. It is slow, but you know, engage your brain. It'll be okay. <laughs> um, last one be real quick, but, uh, so I was led astray. I had searched for, um, top 20, 23 Christian movies and this movie had made the list, but then I go to look at it and it was actually in 2022. Not like, and I thought, well, maybe it's like later 2022. You know, like it was in December, no. but then I'm looking at the reviews on IMDb and they're like from May. <laughs> I'm like, what? who made this list that I'm reading anyway? But that being aside, I really enjoyed it. It's called family camp. And so it's, uh, it's, um, it was made by the skit guys, which I've heard of them. I haven't watched their stuff. Yeah. I've watched some of their stuff. It's, it's good. They're funny. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and so the, the bonus here is that this was filmed in Oklahoma, um, and, it, and it's about a, uh, a family, well, it's two families, but the, the, the main one, you know, the dad's busy, right? Workaholic kind of guy, missing his family, you know, missing the time, not being present with his family kind yeah. of thing. And the wife says, we need to do something about this. And so they, the church is, you know, throwing this family camp, Christian camp, you know, bonding experience and so she's like we, we need to go and so they go anyway they get, end up getting stuck in a in a yurt because they didn't uh pay the last payment or whatever online and so they don't have a cabin so they get stuck in a yurt with <laughs> this other family who's like over the top ridiculous you know per, puts on the facade of being a perfect yeah christian family you know kind of those irritating people that we all know that oh, are just yeah. like um, and it's a bonus because the dad's a chiropractor, which I think is hilarious. Um, and they, they make fun of him all the time for being a chiropractor, which I, I find very funny because um, I used to be one. So uh, anyway, uh, it, and it's so like, so we, you know, we, we talk about, you know, the quality of, of these movies sometimes, you know, being low. This movie has those aspects to it, but it's, but it's like, it's a camp movie. It's a, it's a goofy camp, you yeah. know, camp movie. So think like heavyweights, like from Disney. So it's, you know, Ben Stiller's character in heavyweights is ridiculous. Yeah. Right. But nobody thinks anything of that because it's not a Christian movie. You know, you, you put it under the Christian umbrella and all of a sudden it's like, well, that's because I get it reading reviews and like, well, it's this ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not any, it's not any different than heavyweights. And so it has, um, I thought the, it was it was well done. I thought it was well acted for the for the genre in which it is in. You know, you don't need to be, uh, you know, Daniel Day Lewis for a camp movie. Yeah, um, it was funny. Um, the messages were really good. This is it's a really good family movie. Uh, we sat and watched it. Like my kids wanted to keep watching. I had to. We um, we started watching it and I had to leave. We were watching this last night. Had to leave to go to a meeting, and my kids were like, "Oh, no, we want to keep watching." And I was like, oh, "We'll watch it when we get back." <laughs> and so they actually wanted to watch, it and they enjoyed it. So that was good. It was a good, it was a good family movie. Definitely, definitely recommend it. So, yeah. uh, pretty funny. Um, like I said, really good family themes, good Christian themes. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, but that is that is our list. Yeah. So it's uh, Jesus Revolution, Nefarious, The Blind, On a Wing and a Prayer. Sound of Freedom, His Only Son, Family Camp, and The Hill um, were some movies we just wanted to review for you guys just because of the fact, again, um, it's hard to find good media. It seems like everything's over 
overly secular, over se- overly sexualized, um, and to find just wholesome content. And and again, as Christians, we should um, we should care what what we watch, um, have some type of boundary on it. Um, and again, there there's things that I'm not saying. Uh, it's clear, Caleb and I um, will watch things that that are not Christian, yeah. <laughs> but um, at the same time, you need to have guards up and um, and put some boundaries in right. what you watch. And there are good things out there. We're finally getting to a place in culture where we're um, not just creating a subculture and being okay with that, but pushing back against uh, the culture with with good content. Yeah. So, um, well, we need to, and you know, and the thing about this too, and the reason one of the reasons we talk about this is that we, you know, like I said, this was this last year was uh, the, one of the worst years for Hollywood, but also one of the best years for Christian movies. Yeah. And so, the, you know, that that saying was, we, we've got to support you know, good, good, you know, media and in culture, but also got to do it honestly too, you know? So going out there and seeing something like on a wing and a prayer, which was not a good movie. It wasn't, there's, you know, a for effort, you know, they tried, but it wasn't good. And going out there and be like, well, it's 10 stars because it says God in it. It's like, no, don't do that. Because not only do we, we need to provide a market, a market incentive to make Christian media, we also need to create the incentive to make good Christian media because, yeah. you know, we don't we don't want to be in a. I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. I don't I don't want and you know we saw this with Sound of Freedom and Nefarious. I don't want a bunch of Christian media that's just made for Christians. I mean, it's good. Family Camp was good. That's a, it's yeah. a, it's a Christian movie made for Christians because, you know, the the thing that's funny about it is that it pokes fun kind of at some of the Christian you know, culture, yeah. which is funny. I, I like self-deprecating humor. So, so that's good. It's not going to appeal to non-Christians, but if we want to wait, if we want to start winning culture war, we have to make stuff that's going to appeal to non-Christians. Yeah. And so going out there and, and review bombing bad movies or not review bombing, but you know what I mean? Putting out five star, 10 star reviews, whatever for movies that suck, it does not help us. No, you know, so we need to support the, the the movies that are good. We need to send the message to, you know, the the creators of that content. Like, you know, we we need to see good stuff too. Yeah. So that's that's uh, you know, one of the kind of take homes from this is, you know, yeah, you need to make it a priority to go out and support some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, the good stuff. Yep. Yeah. So. That's good. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, hope you check it out. Um, and uh, let us know. Let us know what you think of the uh, list, your opinion. Um, what but, movies we missed. Yeah, what movies we missed. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, always uh, would love to, love to consume um, good media. So, um, But uh, be sure to check us out you know, um, each week. Go check out uh, other episodes you may miss on you know, our, our podcast channel, on YouTube, things like that. Like and share uh, the content. But uh, we love you guys. We'll see you right back here next week.